Hello, hello, my dear audience here in the United States and around the world. I'm Peter Resnick and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's toolbox. And it is the toolbox indeed. When I started doing this show and some of you have been with me uh, from the beginning, I told you that as a health practitioner, I'm not very interested in asking a question why such and such thing happened. I'm more interested in asking a question, what? What can be done to make things better? Yes, it may be useful to identify if there are some patterns in someone's behavior or their whole life, uh, but only for one purpose, to identify if there is a pattern. And once the pattern is identified, the question still remains, what can be done to improve the person's life? That is uh, why when I teach my students to do what I do uh, to practice mind-body integrative therapy, uh, in our inner circle, we use the term clinical phenomenology, dealing with the phenomenon of what is happening in the moment. I don't use it commonly this, uh, when I promote my educational courses, I don't use this term because it's not very common uh, for Americans. This term phenomenology is utilized more in Europe. But in truth, it really reflects what I do. Uh, we may never understand why things happen, why they are the way they are. Even if we figure out every psychological, uh, historical reason for some distress or disorder. Behind that reason, there may be another reason. There may be a genetic component or past life experience if you believe in past lives. The reality is we may never know and we must find a way to make this now that we are living in working for us. We need the tools to make our now a place of health, peace, and fulfillment. That is why I intend one by one to slowly share with you all the tools I know and to invite other practitioners, health practitioners, to share their tools. What I discovered over the years, though, is that no matter how great the tool is, it may not always work for everyone. Even if it worked for thousands of people, for one person it may not work. Or it may work, but to a different degree uh, than for other people. Next week I will continue talking to you uh, about the six pillars of well-being. We'll talk about uh, the fourth pillar, and that is our unconscious beliefs that govern our behavior. But for now I want to tell you something. A little story. A little more than a year ago, I saw in my office a very nice young lady who was dealing with several physical and emotional challenges. And one of them was struggling with her weight. All issues were interconnected, of course. And although we successfully addressed most of them, she just could not get her eating under control. And I helped so many people over the years to lose weight, to overcome anorexia, bulimia, and here I just wouldn't work, no matter what we did. 
So we still had some issues to deal with, and I continue to see her, seeing her uh, once in three weeks. One time she came to see me after not seeing me for, for three weeks and told me that she met this doctor who was really a pharmacist but practiced an unusual technique. And you will learn about this technique a little later. And her weight was no longer a problem. Indeed, she looked thinner. Uh, during, during the following months, she continued gaining control in her relationship with food and losing weight. And that's how I met that special person, that doctor, Dr. Ruben Rafaelov. He's a doctor of pharmacy. You know, the guy who is an, in charge of your drugs. And he, I could say, uh, defected or changed his focus of work because he became a specialist in a number of health disciplines which do not, which do the, actually the opposite which may help you or some of you to stay off medication rather than getting medication. And guess what? Dr. Rafaelov is our guest today. And he will tell us about his toolbox. Uh, Ruben? Hello? Hello. Hello, Dr. Resnick. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I know, Ruben, you wanted to talk about many issues, uh, many uh, share with many tools in your toolbox. And you wanted to talk about uh, how to reverse osteoporosis without drugs, uh, among yeah. other things. But I wanted to mention how actually we met and how you helped me, you helped this lady to succeed where I, I actually, I could not. So now I will give you the floor. You can start with whatever you want uh, to start sharing with uh, our listeners. Please. Great. Thank you, Dr. Resnick. I appreciate the invitation to be with you today. It's truly an honor to, um, to be shoulder to shoulder with you in helping uh, our best clients to get even better. Um, Thanks. One thing I, one of the more very important things that, um, that I found in my many years of working as a pharmacist um, is that uh, I became more and more clear that I want to help people never need medication. Yes, of course, when they need it, an emergency situation, of course, utilize the hospital system and the drugs. But my goal is to help people never come to that point where they need drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, <laughs> you got yourself in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Well, that led me to, you know, keep my eyes and ears open for many amazing different tools to uh, to assist clients. And one of the things that I found out uh, in an unexpected place was about how to reverse osteoporosis and bone loss. Um, it was actually at a Tony Robbins event. It was more than four years ago that I was in one of the intermissions, and I saw this really interesting machinery and it looks like exercise equipment. I was like, oh, what's this? And the person that I met at the booth was none other than Dr. John Jankwish, who is mm -hmm. a biomedical um, PhD. Uh, and he actually invented this uh, machinery, this robotics, to actually help to um, reverse bone loss. 
I was immediately intrigued by it because in all the tools that I have existing with energy medicine, I have yet to find something to um, help a person reverse bone loss, especially as they get older. Um, so for me, it was very, very intriguing, and I immediately started to do more research on it. And I realized something about uh, bone health, that after about age 30, all of us, every single person, loses about 1% of bone density per year. So we all want to live a very long time. And unfortunately, we all are going to have to deal with this, um, this concern about getting weaker and weaker bones as we get older. So uh, I was, I, this was even of a personal mission of mine to see how I can help to prevent and reverse bone loss in myself and my family as I get older, not only for my clients. So you are young. You are very young. <laughs> <Still>. <laughs> you are half my, my age. So you are really working for me now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, thank you. <laughs> okay. So that led me to get more and more understanding about bone health. You know, as a pharmacist, when I was trained in the medical approach with the drug therapy, their focus really is on helping to prevent breakdown of bone. Uh, and the way they do that is with these class of medications. Probably many of our listeners are, have heard of them or even probably some have taken them as the Axonel, Fosamax, Boniva, and there's many different other ones on the market that they all pretty much do the same thing, which help prevent bone loss by stopping the breakdown of old bone. Now, there are some issues with that that I've found, um, which is, the, you're actually at more risk of having a hip fractures because there is now old bone being, um, uh, you know, your body's retaining that old bone. So it actually becomes inbrittle in some places. I actually met with a few dentists who shared with me uh, this phenomenon called osteonecrosis of the jaw, which is also brittle jaw. So some dentists even will reject working on on uh, dental clients with implants and other other things where they have to put, um, you know, uh, attach some implants to the bone, to the jaw. Some of them will even not be, you know, you know uh, willing to work with clients who have been on these medications, these, these um, bisphosphonates as they're called, because they've seen that people who have, who are on these drugs, they actually don't do well with these implants and they can actually even shatter their jaws. So uh, there seems to be some um, not so uh, favorable outcomes potentially with these drugs. Um, in addition to, as a pharmacist, many of our clients who came in who were on these medications, they um, uh, started to complain of heartburn. Um, and other people have said they've had actually esophageal issues, and that's also known side effects of some of these drugs to help fight bone loss. So it made me, again, more and more interested in learning more about and getting involved with Dr. Jankwish and his technology of osteostrong. Um, just to paint another picture about osteoporosis, for every young person that's listening who feels, oh, this doesn't apply to me now, um, well, one in every two women over the age of 50 will break a bone due to osteoporosis. And for mm -hmm. men, 
um, a, a man over 50 years old is more likely to break a bone due to osteoporosis than to get prostate cancer. So these are very uh, important statistics to keep in mind for all of us young people. And it's something we can do right now. And there is no way that a young person would be, um, um, would, it, would be relevant to be on any of these drugs to lower bone density right now to stop you know, the breakdown of old bone. They're not eligible because they're, they'd have, they have to have a significant bone loss, bone density loss, in order for them to be even to be eligible to be on this, these prescription drugs. So how can young people actually prevent bone loss? I mean, that's pretty much what many, many of us are interested in, right? How do we prevent getting sick? Right. So what I found is this technology of OsteoStrong is able to emulate high-impact force. You know, we all hear about, uh, we all hear about, oh, weight-bearing exercise is very important to grow bone and help prevent osteoporosis. Weight-bearing exercise. You hear that all the time. Now, Dr. Resnick, I'm going to ask you a question, not to put mm-hmm. you on the spot, but how yeah. much weight do you think is enough to put on, to use uh, lifting or pushing to actually stimulate bone growth? Any idea? No idea, because I, I'm lately I chose not to do any weights. Uh, you're talking about training? You're yeah. talking about sports? Sports or even um, uh, lifting weights? Like how much weight would a person need to lift in order to actually stimulate bone growth? I have no idea, Ruben. I've yeah, no well, idea. I'll enlighten you, because many of us are in the same boat. I didn't know this either until I did more research on this. So... There was actually a clinical study in 2012 that showed in order to stimulate the bone growth uh, trigger, you need to actually have 4.2 multiples of your body weight in force applied to your bone from end to end in order to stimulate this um, process of growing new bone. That's a lot of weight. So if a person weighs 150 pounds, they need over 600 pounds of force to be applied on their bones in order for them to stimulate bone growth. I have never been able to achieve that in the gym. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know, definitely that's not possible with yoga and Pilates and, and other forms of, of, of uh, exercise that people are doing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So, so far, you're right? describing the problem. <laughs> so how do you well, how you. do you do it? How do you address it? What is what I is your secret? You, it's very important to know where where what the options are. Um, so I'll explain like this. The issue with putting that much force on your body um, um, traditionally is it's very difficult on your joints. So the people who have the highest bone density are gymnasts. Now, gymnasts mm-hmm. are very small in stature, right? Um, and they're able to emulate over 12 times their body weight when they jump off of a four-foot pole and land on the ground. They get a mm-hmm. lot of force on their bones, and they actually have the strongest bone density, but they suffer at a consequence of having joint issues. And many of them retire by the age of, in their 20s, early 20s because of the, 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 the stress on their joints. So the, the way that I found to the best way to um, emulate this high impact force on the bone mm-hmm. is using this equipment called um, 
as part of the OsteoStrong wellness system where you would go into the center and you would get on these robotic uh, machines that you would actually apply an isometric um, exercise where you'd be pushing or pulling with your own strength and these, this, this gives you a direct biofeedback for you to know how much force are you actually applying. And many people, especially those that are deconditioned, have, are, are, um, are sedentary, right, um, are, don't have a lot of strength to begin with, they're obviously not able to meet those minimum requirements in the beginning. But over time, we're actually able to track their progress and improve, improve, improve their ability to push or pull, uh, depending on the motion that we're doing, to actually reach those minimum dose requirements for putting pressure on the bone. With safely, without any impact on your joints, because it's an isometric exercise, as soon as the person lets go or relaxes their grip, there is zero pressure on your joints. No, no excuse me. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Favarilov. Yes. Uh, I, so is it to, to learn to do first people have to learn to do it and then they can do it on the, their own or they always have to keep going to the centers? I assume there great are many question. centers around the United States, right? Yes, great question. So this, there is no way to um, copy this or to, for you to do a person to do this at home safely. Um, so the best way is to go into an osteostrong center, which is actually available all over the world, not only in the United States. Um, they can go, uh, they can find an osteostrong center very close to them by going to osteostrong.me, osteostrong.me, and they can put in their zip code and they can find in, in the locations tab which, which location is next to them. Now, the reason why it's such a good idea for them to go to a, a center is because this form of um, osteogenic loading that it's called only takes, how long do you think you'll, it, it, you need to uh, do this kind of movement or exercise for your bones for it to actually stimulate bone growth? Any, any, any guess? Well, you told me, what? so I know. <laughs> but, uh, you, I you, you said that it takes 10 minutes. 10 minutes, once yeah, a week. Yeah, that's, it's incredible. And it's it's quite it's incredible. incredible. It's incredible. Now, um, uh, why is that even, uh, how is that even possible? That was just 10 minutes, once a week, a person can regrow their bones, uh, bone density. The reason is because the metabolism of the bones is a lot slower than your muscles or other tissue in your body. So it can take anywhere from five to 10 days for your bones to recover from the osteogenic triggering session in order for it to be able to receive that new a signal again to regrow more. So it's similar to how for you, a person to work out with their muscles, it's not recommended that they work out 10 hours straight. It's better they work out one hour, maybe three times a week, giving a few days in between rest in order for their, their body to recover, for them to be able to push more, right? We know this with, with the weight exercise. Now, when we're dealing with the bone exercises, we need even longer time. We need about between five and 10 days. So this is why a person, to get the best results, will get seven days the triggering of their, um, their bone growth. Now, if, if there are centers around the world, 
I'm sure there, are, there have yeah. been some studies. Are there studies that people could read those who are like very cerebral and want evidence-based uh, tools? Of course. Great question. So the osteostrong centers have been around since about 2016. Mm -hmm. um, so there are many internal um, uh, studies where uh, clients have uh, been able to show before and after uh, bone density scans. And um, there is also in a lot of research in the literature about uh, the amount of weight-bearing exercise in order to stimulate bone growth. And a person can go to osteostrong.me and click on the osteostrong science a tab under the experience, or if they want direct URL, they can go to osteostrong.me forward slash osteostrong hyphen science. That's osteostrong hyphen science. Um, and they can read up all about the, the, the studies that were done that this technology is based on. Um, that's very impressive, yeah. particularly that it takes, you know, in our a very busy world uh, that it takes only 10 minutes. I, I assume that the person will have to spend some time before he goes or she goes right into do, doing these exercises. So we're talking about maybe half an hour or uh, that it will take, or, or it really will take 10 minutes, boom, boom, and the person is out. Yep. That, it, literally is that, that, that quick? Uh, everything, everything is done by appointment. So a person mm -hmm. comes in, there's no wait. They come in, they meet with their session coach, they get on the, um, the equipment, they do their, their, their circuit, and um, if they choose to hang around, we have other complementary modalities uh, for them to, uh, to support their bone health. Um, but again, the whole system takes less than 10 minutes. Now, I was so intrigued, as you mentioned, Dr. Resnick, my specialty is in energy medicine, but I was so intrigued with the osteostrong system and my wife and I, who's also a pharmacist, actually, who um, mm. we both decided to actually have our own center, uh, own OsteoStrong Wellness Center, and we actually opened one in Roslyn literally last month. Um, Roslyn, Long Island, yeah? OsteoStrong in New York on Long Island. Um, mm. And our website is osteostrongroslyn.com, where that's our direct page. Um, and all our contact information is on there. It sounds like you are very excited about it because when you and I met, you still were not dealing, you were not doing this osteostrong, right? You were doing uh, NAT. And I would Correct. love you to Correct. share with that also with our audience. Uh, but go, go, go on uh, if you want to continue talking about osteostrong. It's, it sounds yes. wonderful. So, um, uh, for those who are uh, not osteoporosis, but for those of us who want to get the leading cutting edge or the, uh, the advantage or a step ahead in exercise on also um, agility, strength, um, sports performance, you know, our muscles cannot be stronger than our bones. So in order for your, your muscle strength to increase, we have to also improve the strength of your bones. So for all of our young athletes um, who want to get stronger or have work, improve their agility, doing coming in for the 10-minute osteostrong sessions 
also improves their ability, their, their quickness, their strength, um, and also, most importantly, it prevents injury, prevents injury. Because the joints, as you're putting this so much pressure on your bones, your joints have no choice but to also to grow and adapt and to strengthen to actually, to actually accommodate this new load that we're putting on it. Um, so for many people, even who suffer from joint pain or back pain, uh, many of our clients came for this reason, and they actually saw in, a permanent improvement, a long-term improvement in their in their pain because of the osteostrong actually helps to stimulate remodeling of the joints to actually support, um, you know, more comfort in those areas. Now, and are you saying a person has to come for, let's say, uh, once a week for a month, for three months, or it's for years? How, oh, how no, no. often, for, how many for, times do they need to come? Sure, sure. For that benefit, for the pain relief, many clients within four sessions, uh, for four weeks of one session a week, they experience dramatic improvement in their pain, and they require less pain medication, or even none at all. And they've been able to see this um, improvement for, for uh, uh, more than a few months or years after they've stopped. Uh, doing osteostrong. Now, many of the clients that I've met with in other centers have said to me, I love this place so much. I love what the benefits are to my bones and to my health and to my joints so much that I feel like this is a part of my lifestyle now that I enjoy coming to a center and to support myself. So they're seeing other benefits as well. Which is and great. how often would they, would, would they do that now? If they um, like it so much, how are you saying that they will be coming now for life? Yes, or? they will be coming for life. So as, as, as we are, for example, having gym memberships and, and other types of uh, healthy activities, uh, sports, clubs, and other mm -hmm. things, what we're trying to do is also to change the culture where we're, doing, we're spending more time working on prevention and, mm -hmm. to, and to support health rather than waiting until we get sick to do something about it. So that's ultimately the approach that we're trying to in, that, in, instill in, in place. That's, that's fantastic because our whole medical system is geared towards fixing something that is already broken. Though, though yes. I've seen now some doctors who are actually specializing in what is called preventive medicine. But mm -hmm. uh, I, I want to ask you something, Ruben. Uh, what about people who, who are not suffering from any uh, problems? Like I'm 67 years old and I've been an athlete all my life and I don't have any problems, but I, I appreciate what you're saying. And this is, this is real data that, that we are losing bone density from the age of 30. So it means I already lost some, though I do not feel the effects of it yet. So what would you Correct. recommend to someone like, like me? Well, great question. Um, one of the things that we do when a client first comes to our center is we do baseline markers where we test their grip strength, we test their balance, we do a fall risk assessment, we measure their posture. Um, these are some of the biometrics that we also um, are, are keeping track of and uh, to, give a, to give a person a more well-rounded view on how the where they're at 
So let's say you're not at risk of having a broken bone right now because you, your bone density may be really good uh, mm-hmm. because of all the healthy choices you made in the past. But we can improve your posture, for example, or improve your balance or improve your strength, which have every day-to-day benefits. Mm-hmm. So basically anybody, regardless of what state they are now, uh, they could benefit from uh, going yeah. to this place. Are you are you uh, covered by uh, insurance or oh, uh, the centers? Great question. Uh, great question. Be- before I get into that, I want to go over just one other very unique benefit to the mm-hmm. osteostrome, which is actually on blood sugar. This is something that was like left uh, really intrigued me because what has it to do anything with bone? It's very interesting. As part of when you trigger your bones to grow through this osteogenic loading or putting this an immense amount of force on your bones, one thing that happens also is your muscles, muscle fibers get more dense, which means there are more of these called myofibrils or contractural properties within the muscle cells. They are more of that. And as your, the amount, your muscle cells get more dense, your body actually, your muscles absorb or take in more blood sugar from uh, sugar that's in your blood. And there's been research to support that the, your A1C or the amount of, of uh, floating around blood sugar that can damage your cells actually goes down. So many diabetics or, or, or those of us who want to ensure uh, more um, healthy blood sugars are seeing also a lot of improvement on par with the, some of the effects that you would see on lowering blood sugar with drugs. So there's these other benefits, very different, unrelated to bones that your person would get from doing this type of, um, um, you know, a triggering on the bone health. Mm. You know, I'm very wondering, these days, um, a lot of insurances actually offer gym membership it, that would be mm-hmm. such a good idea for you to approach uh to approach insurance companies and see if they would right. be willing correct and actually to cover it. Uh, it, this goes hand in hand with your previous question dr resnick about insurance yeah. coverage yeah. because many insurance companies do cover um, gym memberships or health club memberships uh, osteo strong is considered a health club so many burst clients for their osteostrong membership and those of us who have a flexible spending account or health spending account as part of our health insurance also this will be eligible for that hsa or fsa spending Um, and believe it or not some insurances will also cover us just reimbursed for osteostrong sessions because of their osteoporosis and with a prescription from their doctor so many of our clients who reach out to us who have this concern or desire to get reimbursed, we actually provide them a sheet with all different fact or components where there'll be the diagnostic codes and what information to give to the doctor to make this process seamless. So we mm-hmm. assist clients in getting reimbursed with their insurance if they qualify. Wonderful, wonderful. You know, because it's a because it's a radio show and some of our listeners may not have a pen and a paper or a way to write down your your uh, email. 
uh, or website. Please text me the, the exact website, the address, and I will, will post it on uh, my site's archives so that people oh, who are interested in having coordinates would be able to go and get them. So that's, that's wonderful. Thank you. I'm, I actually, when we had a short conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago, you and I, I, I did not fully understand <laughs> what you were offering, but this is actually very impressive and I'm impressed with how much you know on, on the subject. Uh, so hopefully I will be able to go <laughs> to Roslyn and visit you in your center. Yeah. We would love to have you. Yeah. So um, now I have next question. <laughs> and yeah. that's how actually what brought us together. And that's NAT that you've been practicing. And I, before, yeah. you know, before I met you, I, I knew the the main technique that you use. I had no idea that it would be you. I'm talking about muscle testing. Uh, yeah. But I didn't know that you could use it in such a way. So would you... Would you like, and, and since I told the story about this young woman that both of us know and that you were able to help. And again, I, I have 40 years of clinical experience and I am telling you, I could not help. I could not help, <laughs> but you did. So, and, and, I, and I said to her, then this guy is half my age. Look at what he's <laughs> doing. <laughs> so I said, I, I must meet him. So would you, you tell a little bit about, um, about this technique? And how you learned yeah. it, and and I think that's what that's what actually made you, if I am correct, that's what made you leave for uh, pharmaceutics and and move into a whole new area. Is that right? Correct, hundred percent correct. Um, it was actually it stems from while I was still in the pharmacy, um, my second daughter had really severe eczema and allergies as an infant, and after a year and a half doing research and trying different traditional uh, drug therapies and creams and, and also alternatives with different detoxes and supplements, I found to, one thing that actually really helped our daughter um, was this energy medicine techniques of NAET, which actually stands for Nambujapad's Allergy Elimination Techniques. Um, I actually met with Dr. Nambujapad on many occasions, um, and again, because of this personal desire to help my daughter, I devoured the content and allowed myself of my analytical mind to not get in the way of me not understanding how the energy works. Instead, I allowed myself to literally dive in and get immersed in the world of energy medicine and just trust and believe um, and I became one of the um, instructors or, or even experts in this field in a very short amount of time because I had literally nothing to lose because I've tried mm -hmm. everything else. So that what kind of led me on this path toward um, getting out of pharmacy because I was just so overwhelmed with requests for me to help other people in my community and even some of the patients at the pharmacy who were sick and tired of, of being sick on getting well. So um, that's when I decided to leave pharmacy and uh, get into practice on my own. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in our discussions, I, I remember we found so many commonalities that is both of us understand this 
principle that uh, Dr. Uh, how do you pronounce her name? Nambujapat. Nambujapat. She, she of course, is coming from the Hindu tradition. And the yes. Hindus say, what is there is here, what is here is there, what is not here is nowhere. And the same principle, of course, is in the West. That which is above is below, that which is below is above. And the Chinese, uh, you know, symbol yin and yang, that which is inside is outside, with that which is outside inside. So the, the principle of the mirror between inner and outer, I think you and I share pretty much. But the tool, the way we approach of correcting uh, either of them is, is quite different. But uh, am I right that we, we are following the same principle? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. And as you mentioned, how we do that is a little different. So what this techniques, what it focuses on is an acupressure. It's an integrated acupressure technique to actually reprogram the subconscious um, and to correct a lot of these allergies, as we call it, or inappropriate responses by the body. Mm -hmm. um, many clients who want to, many of our uh, listeners who would like to get more information about NAET uh, can go to naet.com or they can go to my personal page, clearmyallergies.com. Uh, would you give hello I'm sorry hello and I will send you those links as well so you can post that yes would you you would you give a little clinical vignette uh, and also describe the technique itself like I, I don't know if all our listeners know the the muscle testing technique sure, uh, sure, if you sure. If you don't mind giving so, an overview yes, of, of what it is. Um, many times when clients come to me they, who have this chronic health issue, they've already tried many, many different approaches from Western medicine, Eastern medicine, alternative medicine, and they're still not better. And so what we are able to do is uncover why the body has an inappropriate response uh, to different triggers in the environment. Many times, for example, you know, we've, a headache could be caused by um, an inappropriate response, yes, to a chemical exposure, right? That's what we, are, that's what we know in, in, in alternative medicine, but also can be um, triggered by a food such as coffee, uh, such as even dairy, or even something even more benign like a like a grain or even some combination of foods where the body's acting inappropriately. And many times it's beyond the patient's awareness because they have no reason to believe that something is bad for them when it's touted as a health food or a health activity um, or something innocuous like in the environment. Now, many of us know about allergies where it comes to seasonal allergies or allergies to dust or allergies to certain foods where there's this big reaction where the person gets itchy eyes, runny nose, a stomach ache, or rash, right? Those are things that we are familiar with. But these allergies can also affect many other parts of the body in a, in a very subtle manner. I'll give you one example, personal example. Um, as a pharmacist, I would be standing on my feet for more than 14 hours a day working um, you know, behind the counter. 
and my feet, ankles would really hurt. And so I tried different insoles. I tried to put uh, to stand on different mats, and nothing was really helping this uh, this discomfort I had in my ankles. And so, um, as part of my NAT training, I was doing testing on muscle testing on myself, and I found out that my body was actually reacting inappropriately to shoes. So I actually had to treat myself or reprogram using acupressure my body's response to shoes. And ever since then, I'm able to stand for even longer periods of time, even on cement floor, um, and not have any ankle discomfort whatsoever. As one example, um, because we, I'm allowing my body to get into the adaptive response. So again, our body is able to adapt to stress, and so we help it adapt to stress even better by making sure the programming is correct in the subconscious. Um, mm-hmm. what, what part of that would you like me to go into more detail? Hey, um, one, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I wish we had two hours. I have so many questions. Uh, one, I, I want you to uh, give, if you don't mind, a quick description of what muscle testing is. Uh, oh, because course. some of our listeners may not know. The second, maybe you can give also a vignette of, of dealing with some emotional issues. Because most oh, of the yeah, time, yeah. The, the emotional comes as a reflection of some physical breakdown or physical breakdown comes as a reflection of some emotional imbalance. Yeah. So it, yeah, it really doesn't, almost doesn't matter from which end you start. Yes. So actually, yes, I yes. asked you two questions. Decide Great. which so one you want to cover first. first. <laughs> With the muscle testing, what that means is this. Um, and I actually have experience in working with athletes, Division One athletes, lacrosse players through college, also through bodybuilders. There's one of my clients who has 40 years of bodybuilding experience in the gym, literally two hours a day, 40 years. So these guys are really strong, and they're a lot stronger than I am. And I'm able to, when I do the muscle testing, identify different imbalances where I'm able to drop their arm, and they literally cannot resist when I'm applying very a small amount of pressure on their arms as they're laying, they're not able to um, resist and hold up their arm. It just flops as if there was um, an elephant sitting on their arm with little pressure that I'm applying. Um, and how does that work is this. When there is uh, some energetic imbalance in the body, um, the whole system gets in a stress response where the nervous system communication gets disrupted. The, so there's a slight delay in the, in the processing and sending of neural signals to the muscles. And so we're able to identify imbalances in the body you by applying a steady amount of pressure on the arms and as we are introducing different energy to the body. So, for example, if a person has an inappropriate response to a nutrient or a food, like dairy, for example, I'm able to put an energetic vial of dairy in their hand and their arm, and I would apply pressure on their arm, and their arm would drop, no matter how much they try to resist. Um, Whereas before, they're able to hold up their arm very comfortably. Now, I'm oversimplifying it because there's a few other steps in between to help get a more accurate result. 
but that in a nutshell is what uh, muscle testing is. Once we find a, some, a substance or an energy that the body has an inappropriate response to, their body becomes weak, and we're able to assess this by applying pressure on the muscle. Uh, uh, formally, this, this uh, technique of, a, of a muscle testing is called neuromuscular sensitivity testing. That's the medical uh, phrase used to describe um, uh, muscle testing. Wasn't it, the good news doctor, is, wasn't it Dr. Goodhart, if I remember correctly, yes, who first who, who tried yes. uh, uh, to use the same technique with with emotions? It was is it right. right? Am I right? Yes, Dr. Goodhart. I, this yeah. is uh, in the in the last century. In the I think in the 1950s even it's been used by taught by too many chiropractors and is brought into energy medicine by Dr. Nambujapad. Um, in, since 1980. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so she actually learned from his experience and built upon that. Um, yeah, it's a, such is, a simple technique. This is something anybody can learn, actually, uh, and, you know, test themselves and test their family members. I remember when I learned the technique like 30 years ago, I tested uh, my children, uh, my friends, and some people were allergic and weakened to sugar, and some were strengthened by sugar, some were yes. weakened by salt. And with, but the most incredible thing, I, I want you to, if you don't mind, talk about it, because Please. like I, I, make, I would make a person think about um, uh -huh. someone who is not, an, like, not a, like Hitler, and yet their arm would, would drop down, and the person would be surprised, say, but this was a bad guy. How come that I'm weakened? But the, 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 you are weakened because you have negative feelings. And that's what weakens you. That's what's so impressive. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thought is, is real. Thought is actual, um, is, an, is a physical. It is energy and it is as real to the body as is any physical substance. So just by thinking about something, we can... Um, we can influence how the body is responding, and it affects us in the in the same fashion as it would be the uh, other things that we have in our environment. Um, to your second question, Dr. Resnick, about yeah. some of the emotional allergies that we work through, again, when I use the word allergies, it means inappropriate response. Um, so many times even, we've heard in medicine the term autoimmune disease, where the body is attacking itself. Where mm -hmm. on an emotional level, also a person can be allergic to themselves, which can lead to um, self-sabotage or having um, a, a lot of emotional or physical issues because the body and the mind are not, the, the different levels, layers of yourself are not incoherent, are not in harmony I, with I, I'm itself. sorry, before, before we go further, if you don't mind, when you say allergic to, your, to, to oneself, do you mean yes. allergic to certain memories, to certain inner responses? What, does it, what do you mean when you say allergic to oneself? Okay, great question. So when a person looks in the mirror, they see, they see themselves, right? Their physical body. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the way that we would test this allergy to themselves is by taking a picture or holding a picture of themselves and, and we would test. So it's the most neutral way 
the most neutral way without going into any past experiences because the person now is a reflection of everything in the past, everything present, and also everything in the future. The potentiality exists in, in all, all directions. And we are saying that the person is allergic to themselves as um, a partner um, in, to, um, in their life. So it's, mm-hmm. it's all-encompassing. And then we can break down in feelings, in thought patterns, in experiences, um, in personality components, where we can get into more detail about which subcomponents we need to address further. We, we have some, another five, six minutes the most, but can you, can you describe how would you go to a re- in the reprogramming body's response sure. or sure, sure, sure. body slash mind response using your technique or this technique sure. that NAT. So when a client comes in in, um, in for a session, the, one of the main things that we once we uncover, let's say they're allergic to themselves or allergic to a spouse or many conflicts actually in the home happen because of this allergy to two other members of the family. What's once we correct, they seem to be able to find a common language, which is great among siblings, among partners, um, amongst coworkers. So uh, that's, that's incredible, some of the things I'm able to observe. Now, how do we do it? Um, we first, once we find out there's some imbalance there, we first ask permission to the body using some other special techniques of the muscle testing to make sure that we have permission to move forward and clear this at, at this time. So let's assuming that we do, we would have them think about the person or think about the feeling or, or think about the emotional experience as we're applying a specific acu- series of acupressure stimulation on different points on a person's, along the person's back and also on their extremities depending on which, which of the techniques we're using. So with this acupressure, the way I like to compare it to is like a keys on a keyboard. When you reprogram a computer, you're typing in or keying in a new program, an updated version. So these acupressure points on the body are like keys on a keyboard that we're stimulating to reprogram or to correct imbalances in the body. Mm-hmm. There is actually a, a psychological technique called symptom amelioration, but the problem with it is that it affects only a person's mental state. But this technique seems to affect both mental state and go into the cells, goes into the body. Is that right? That's correct. One of the things that we do when we do the assessments to see how well our treatments are are affecting the body is we check it on a physical level, on a, on a, a organ or physiologic level, and also on a chemical or emotional level to see if we need to do any further adjustments or further acupressure on any specific area of the of, to impact all those three different levels: the physical level, the physiologic, and also the chemical slash emotional level. So. It goes, it goes deeper than many other techniques, um, um, as you just described. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Thank you. Thank you very much for coming to the show and sharing your tools. And uh, <laughs> with the speed that you're acquiring them, you know, maybe a year from now you will come up, you will learn some other interesting things that you can share with us, or you will also be able to tell us now about the data that you collected. I'm sure you're collecting data from from your experiences now of working with people. Is that right? Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. We are recording many um, experiences. And one thing I want to mention to last uh -huh. thing I want to mention to audiences, as long what led me to the point where I am today in my life and able to help so many people is that I constantly stay in a curious mindset. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, I want to learn more. Oh, I want to be open to this. So as long as a person, no matter where their starting point is in their life, are approaching life with a curiosity and an interest, a willingness to learn and to change, the answers will come because they're all around us. We just have to be aware as they are approaching us or, or in, in our awareness. So that, to me, is the most important um, lesson from all this is because as I became more curious, because there's many people who were exposed to osteo-strong as I have, many NET as I have, but didn't do anything with it, even though they could benefit from it. Uh, and the difference is... Yeah, you know, there is an ancient saying, the lips of wisdom are closed, except to the ears of understanding. So many people could be exposed to something wonderful, but not everyone has the ears and the heart to hear and thank God that you do and you have the courage and you had the courage to make a leap into uncertainty and try this new technique and it seems that you're doing very well with it. So congratulations yeah. and thank you very much again for coming to this show and we'll continue so our much. conversation in the future. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Dr. Reza. It's been okay. a pleasure. Thank you. And now, uh, my dear audience, our hour comes to an end. It was nice talking to you, although I cannot see you, I don't hear your responses, but I feel somehow connected. And also I want to thank many of those who send me emails. Now I've received a lot of emails and thank you for making them short. Otherwise I would not be able to read all of those emails. Uh, next week, I will continue, as I said, I think I mentioned our journey with the six pillars of well-being and we'll be talking about the unconscious beliefs that govern um, the choices that we make and we'll actually do some practical work. So if you have the opportunity, if you're interested in being a part of this uh, journey next Tuesday, would be wonderful if you had some quiet time that you could participate in exercises and again you will be very welcome to give your feedback after i give you exercises there will be many uh, you can call in and ask questions or share with your experiences uh, thank you again for being with me today i hope uh, i will have your attention next tuesday peace to all who want to live in peace <laughs>